Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Cyberpunk Lorecast, where style is just as important as substance. Welcome to the podcast where we explore the lore, news, and gameplay of the cyberpunk games and other dystopian worlds. I'm your host, Robots. Another Cyber Sunday, another Cyberpunk podcast. That's what I always say. Welcome, friends, to the Cyberpunk Lorecast. I just made that up on the spot. What do you think about that one, Captain Logan? That's a really good intro. That was pretty, pretty freaking good. I'm not going to lie. That that sounded yeah. rehearsed. Another but it was Cyber Sunday. Legit. Yeah, I mean, Cyber you, Sunday. I'm trying, I'm trying to raise it up a notch. I mean, you you kind of outdo me with your intros on the the Keelhauled podcast with the whole that, the, the thing you do. Yeah, but that's that's like a fine ganache. Like that's that's like a like a, a recipe. <laughs> It takes a lot to put into it. It's really great when you have it, but it is really hard to make. Yeah, so, so. I'm I'm trying out some recipes. So the whole cy- okay. Cyber Sunday thing, I think we'll I like that. It. And uh, I'm your host, Tom, or Robots. I didn't realize until just now that having the name Robots is, is kind of cyberpunk in itself, which is kind of cool, I guess. Yeah, it is. I'm going to give myself a pat on the back for that one. <laughs> Good branding. Good branding, me. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Thank you for your patience. We took last week off because of America Day and um, then also a hurricane, which is also very American when you live in Florida because you spend half of the year going, oh, God, another hurricane's coming. Um, That was fun. Uh, We got a lot of water and rain, but otherwise we're fine. Most people are okay. It it could have been a lot worse. Thing with hurricanes lately is that usually they're like, oh, it's going to be category one by the time it makes landfall. And then it's a category three or five or 12 and then you're like oh god uh this one just stayed a category one and then it and then downgraded it wasn't it wasn't as terrible as it could have been but thank you for your patience we are back this week we took last week off i'm sorry we missed you um i cried most of the week because i was like i miss my cyber friends and then i put in my cyber eyes and they don't have tears so how are you captain logan how you doing i'm doing really good i didn't have any uh hurricanes over over in my area it was really hot and really <laughs> loud but uh yeah other than that it's been it's been pretty quiet it's been surprisingly quiet on the cyberpunk i, I mean yeah. they've, been, they've been cdpr has been talking but they ain't talking about cyberpunk too much so that's I'm true maybe someone else has got some news about cyberpunk we could talk about well you, you're kind of hinting at some stuff here so for this episode today we will be discussing some of the news there's a few little news articles going on and then in the second half of the show we will be discussing. Um, uh, it just it just fell out of my head. Oh, the uh, the uh, there was a <laughs> there was a video that was posted recently about um, the unpatched version of the game, which exists on everybody's physical copy of the game. And so, if you were to like start up your PlayStation and put that version in your PlayStation and disconnect it from the internet, so it doesn't automatically patch and then boot it up. You actually are playing a version of the game that's two months older than the release date, which was in December. And we all know how that December version of the game played out. Well, 
really you're playing like a very early beta. Well, not very early beta, but like a very early release candidate for the, or at least the release candidate. Is that the best way to say it? Yeah. The release yeah, candidate I mean, before it was patched. Pro- probably closer to what the, see, this is where I'm wondering, like, is this the build that the, the, the media played back in like June when they got invites and we didn't, Yeah. or is, or is this like the full game and they just got like a weird vertical slice. So we're going to be curious about that. We're going to be talking about it a little bit. There was a uh, video by YouTuber, Tyler McVicker, um, that came up this week and he kind of noted some of the differences he noticed, but then some other, he kind of put a call out there to the rest of the community to, you know, check it out and like really take a look at the things that used to be in the game and got removed so that they could actually patch it and make it workable, which may give us some insight into where things might be going in the future. Should they maybe reinstate some of these things? So we'll be talking about that at the second half of the show. Uh, first half of the show, we're going over some news and we've got a little bit of uh, some talking about some Witcher stuff, just not too much though just a little bit because cdpr showed up this weekend at WitcherCon and talked about some witcher news and most of that will be discussed tomorrow night on the witcher lore cast uh with toasty and i toasty's in chat right now hi toasty we're going to be going deep into that stuff but we wanted to chime in a little bit because everybody you know we're both cdpr podcasts basically so let's uh why don't we get into it here logan um so the first article of the day is get this get this friends the um cyberpunk 2077 as we know came back out for playstation it was reinstated they were like hey you don't have to sit in the corner anymore with your dunce cap on you can join the rest of the class and they let them back into the class and guess what was the most downloaded game on ps4 in june do you want to take a guess uh we're gonna i'm gonna say gta 5 no no what no no that wasn't it that wasn't it uh it was it was uh get get this it was cyberpunk cyberpunk we do a show about cyberpunk i know right good news so it seems that there were a lot of people just kind of waiting for the for the news of like hey sony says it's okay to download this now and then right a bunch of people rushed out and downloaded it like full patch version so you know what i would love I would love if you are listening to this podcast and you were one of those people who waited to play the game until this moment on PS4 when it's back on digital version, all patched up to where it is now, what your first impressions of the game are. Like, I would love to hear from some of you guys, you know, like, hey, I didn't play it. I didn't have some of the bugs that you guys have talked about before. This is my experience. First time in. Here's what I think, because I think that perspective is going to be very different than what we have and what a lot of our community has already chimed in about. Yeah, definitely. And, it, and it, I feel like a lot of people were kind of like, OK, well, if Sony says it's OK, then it should be good to jump into. And I'm, I'm just I'm really I'm really, really curious how many people are playing it on base PS4 systems and not the recommended PS5 or PS4 Pro systems because that's kind of the thing that they that they said when you know when they brought it back on june 21st they're like hey we don't really recommend you play this on the base ps4 we really (laughs) recommend that you play this on a ps4 pro or just a ps5 and it's like okay but how many people have those yeah comparative to like the just the base i mean even i have just a base ps4 i never got the ps4 pro and i was going to get the ps5 at some point you know when they work some of that stuff out but really really interesting and uh it's 
I don't know. Based on some of the stuff that I've seen, it seems like the game is in a good enough state. Uh, it's a fun enough game to, to jump into. So yeah, I'm, I'm very curious. It's just, it's so crazy to me that it, it was leading the PS4 charts in Europe and in the U S like <laughs> a game that launched back in December waits yeah. six months yeah. and is now leading the PS4 charts and people are like, no, nah, it's a terrible game. It's like, yeah, well, it seems like they kind of worked that out then. Right. Right. Absolutely. Uh, Phobos in chat says sticking to PC uh, cheaper overall. Yeah, I, I agree. I've been more of a PC guy uh, and games go on sale a lot more on the PC, but I, I enjoy my consoles as well. Kind of like what Logan was saying. Um, I did the same thing with my Xbox. I had an original Xbox one. And then, of course, they released kind of the, you know, the upgraded. What was that? It's not the Series X because that's a new one. That's a one X, one X, the one X. Yeah, they all all the names for Xbox is terrible. I love Xbox. I love Sony. I love I love all the systems, but they got to get a better naming convention. At least when we're talking about Sony stuff, we know which one we're talking about. Right. Um, I yeah, yeah, (laughs) I'm I can't defend it. I'm not going to try. They're they're trying to fix it with the series uh, line of of things. I don't know what their next one is going to be, but I'm sure they'll probably come up with different letters and stuff. But they've kind of gone with like. The one S is like the low refresh version and the series S is like the low yeah, new S, version. That seems to be new, right? Yeah, lo- like S the lower is, end X is the high end. Yeah. 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 So they're, they're kind of going with that. I think that's a good way to go. They should just call their new systems like Xbox series X, Xbox series. And they'll just kind of like, I think what they're doing is they're, they're doing the Xbox no, Y the, series Y Xbox series Z, way. Xbox or, X two. You know how you know how Apple does their like latest model. They never. It's always an iMac. It's regardless of what you buy. Right. It's always an iMac. Right. Yeah. I think that's what they're doing. So like the next Series X oh. is just going to be the next Series X. It's not oh, going to be like a. Oh, that's so anti-consumer because then you don't know what model you have. You have to remember like what year did I buy that? Did I get the most recent one? Did I get the previous year? Did I buy one used? You know, like yeah. Oh. Uh, there's something about that that's just, you know, like, I don't know. Wait, you mean, you mean if, if I was going to buy a switch, I would want to buy the, the newest switch, right? Cause that's, <laughs> that's the, that's just the switch. I just want to buy a switch. Right. Yeah. Like, they're Nintendo's real good about this too. Of course. Yeah. There, there's no, there's nothing like a switch. OLED, like who comes up with a like <laughs> who would do that? OLED, what? <laughs> so ridiculous! I know, right? Tagging I mean, on one feature. I mean, yeah. I, clearly they're going to put out better Joy Cons that don't have the problems before they upgrade the totally. System. I mean, that You're, would that gonna, make sense. Welcome to matter. <laughs> welcome everybody. Welcome to the game console uh, critical cast. <laughs> this is <laughs> um, so anyway. If you're if you're playing a PlayStation, let us know. Let us know what your thoughts are on, yeah. especially if you're just diving in right now. Um, you can always reach out on the Robots Radio Discord or on our Twitter account. We'd love to hear your thoughts on this stuff. So we have some other news, and this one uh, I think is really cool. So speaking of people who have waited to jump back in. The PlayStation 4 version and Xbox One version of Cyberpunk 2077 are on sale right now for 50% plus off on GameStop. This is currently happening right now. It's been the sale's been running for a few days. I have guessed that maybe this will continue through the weekend. 
I don't know if those of you who will be listening to this episode when it drops for everyone, which is uh, on Tuesday morning, uh, if the sales still be up, but it might be worth checking out if you've been just kind of holding off listening to the show and, and waiting for a deal. But go check it out. It's been on sale a lot of different places. So that's not to say that this won't show up on sale other places as well. But I, I mean, heck, $24.99 on PlayStation 4 for the physical copy. Xbox One is $18.99. Um, re- reduced from the standard price currently of $39.99, which is still a good price. But for like, heck, $25 or $19 bucks. That's like, yeah, that's killer. I mean, we've talked about the problems this game has, but for a game that fundamentally has other things in it that are really awesome, like the combat, the world, the stories, like there's a lot in this game for like 25 bucks. Plus you could play it for a hundred hours. Like that's a really good deal. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the fact that they've already said that they're going to support all versions of the game to have up, free updates to the next gen plus free DLC for the first two updates. Uh, I mean, you're, you're getting a steal. And that's kind of what I would recommend everyone do. You know, if you, if you don't already own the game, which if, if you just bought it and hopefully you got a good deal on it, but maybe you, maybe you've been listening to this to see if now's a good time to jump in, totally get it on a deal. You know, they're, they're going to support it. They've already anticipated that, you know, people are going to be jumping back in and that the next John or the uh, next gen consoles are going to be coming out at some point. So just, uh, just, you know, find a good deal on it, especially in the price is going to drop at some point, regardless, you know, even, even 25 is still uh high for what I anticipate will eventually be like a $15 deal for like black Friday and stuff. Yeah. So here's how this stuff usually works. And I think in a lot of ways we can look at probably something like no man's sky. And we've talked about no man's sky being a game that came out. It wasn't in great condition. Uh, and then got lots of patches over the next few years and is now a game that everybody loves. And if you look at No Man's Sky, it came out at regular price and then by the next year was discounted down to $20. You could get No Man's Sky the year after for about 20 bucks. And it was the kind of thing that you could get on sale for maybe $15 during Black Friday. It rarely do console games go below that unless it's like used copies off of eBay or something like this. But because the popularity was at its lowest after that first year because of all the bad publicity, you could pick it up very, very cheap. Guess what happened after the next year of patches? The price went back up. So the game went back up to $40 and showed up on sale way less and is now on sale for like $30 sometimes, maybe $20 sometimes. And after a few years of patches, this is a game that it's hard to get at $20 anymore. So it's it's one of those things that if if uh, CDPR does what they say they're going to do. And two years from now, we end up with a game with a whole bunch of more patches, a whole bunch of more content, some really awesome DLC and those kinds of things. Then this game isn't going to be sitting in that $20 range very long. It'll be one of those things you don't want to wait too long to grab. So that would be my advice. Yeah. And this is just the, I mean, we're not even done with the first year of the game. Like the game hasn't even been out a year. And uh, absolutely, we're, we're already seeing that the game has gotten from the point of where everyone's making fun of it to where everyone's like, all right, you can actually play it now. So I would I would buy in cheap, put in the investment, even if you're holding out for the updates to see like what the DLC is, try and find a good deal on it. I know as soon as I see it for like, I think I think I've told myself as soon as I can get a deal physically for the PS4 version for like 15 bucks. That's probably when I'll pick up a, like an additional, even though I have two copies of it already, (laughs) (laughs) I will probably pick up an additional copy for the PlayStation just to, to kind of jump in and see like what's going on with the, uh, the unpatched version. Cause I do, 
I do actually want to see what's going on with that, too. Do you think we'll ever get it on something like Xbox Game Pass or as a uh, PlayStation Plus, you know, bonus game? I, oh, God, that's a really good question, because that would like a first update to mm-hmm. cyberpunk would be a great way to 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 you know get people to play it. the problem that i have with that though is i think they've already dumped so much money into the marketing and it's burned them so hard that it would have to be one of those things where they would have to be able to justify spending the money that they've already earned back for uh them to put it on game pass like if if copies just weren't selling and they wanted to have like a really good launch with an update, I could totally see them wanting to make a deal with Microsoft to say like, Hey, you know, you guys supported us when the game was coming out, but this is one of those things where we need to have the publicity go well for this update. We think it'll be good and then make a deal that way. I could Mm -hmm. see that happening, but it's still like, like, man, you're, you're kind of like tempting fate at that point. Right. Cause what happens if they put out that first update, it's on game pass. There's all this marketing about it coming out on game pass and it bombs again. Like that just, you just can't do that. And I, I don't know. I, I definitely don't see it coming to PlayStation plus. This is not a game. I think Sony is wanting to even approach touching. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. Uh, even after, uh, like, yeah, if, if the PS five version comes out, they'll support it. I don't think they ever want this thing being associated with Sony after what happened. <laughs> yeah, I, I get you. Um, okay, so here's here's my thought. If this were to come out, if I was CDPR and I was considering putting this out on, say, Xbox Game Pass, this is what I would do. I would wait till the first DLC is coming out. I would wait, and obviously it's been patched up a lot. We're still going to get some more patches, but it's it's in a good state. When the DLC comes out, I would have it show up on game pass if xbox would work out the deal with me and but it'd just be the base game without the dlc base game game pass leave it on there for about three months and then take it off because you leave it on there for three months and then people go oh i want to play it but you have to purchase it to play the dlc but you but if you have game pass you get like a discount on it and they'll buy it from the microsoft store in order to continue playing their save I mean, if they're going to, that's the thing is like the DLC is going to be free. So there's no point in holding off on releasing it. Like, aren't they just going to patch it direct in? If uh, see, this is the deal I would set up is that it's free to people who own it, but you can play the game pass version. If you have game pass up until the, you know, through the main story, man, which is still a good deal. Like if you're a game pass person, you you can play through all of cyberpunk, the the base game. That's great. And if you want to own it, and then get all the updates from that point on because it's not going to stay on game pass forever and get to play the DLC. Then you just buy it. Yeah. It's just, I, the, the fear for me comes in when I expect to see quality of life improvements to the game with the DLC. Like I expect story and I I expect improvements Mm -hmm. uh, to come like with that first DLC update. Like I expect they kept the story bits separate. What if they included world improvements, but kept the storyline a separate thing? I just, I, I feel like they really have to kind of bend over backwards to get people to, 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 to want to install it is the thing is, I, do you think the, they need to give people more reason to install it rather than yeah. just the people who have been not wanting to do it? And all of a sudden, 
hey, it's on Game Pass. Why not just install it and try it out? And then go and then like the beginning of the game, the first four hours. We've talked about this before, too. The whole thing with Jackie is some of the best content in the game. Yeah. Like you get them to play the first four hours because it's free on Game Pass and they go, oh, my God, this game's so good. Why do people hate this? And then they get pulled into the world and they enjoy the other characters and they love shooting people in the head and, you know. Yeah, I feel like that's the problem, though, is it's like the best the best part of the game is the Jackie bit at the beginning and people are going <laughs> right. to feel real burned if they get past that Jackie part and they're just like, wait, the rest of the game isn't like this. So the yeah, rest of the game is just kind of open world. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If the whole game was like Jackie and all of the characters were very linear, but you got to experience all of their stories. Mm-hmm. I would, I would see, I would say that that's probably a good, a good way to go about it. Cause at least you get people into it, but yeah, them, it coming to game pass would help out the game tremendously. I feel like you've really got to, you really got to put as many quality of life fixes as, as you can into the game and let people just play it and just eat it. Cause I mean, they've already made the money back on it. It's not like they're hurting. Right. Uh, it's just, they're trying to sell additional copies at this point, even though, they 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 didn't hit their expectation i think the expectation is for them to cut a deal with microsoft at that point to make up for what they didn't make post launch mm-hmm. and try and make it that way um but that's just one of those like there's a there is a perception in value uh to game pass that i i just don't see. like for example we'll we'll take uh, dungeons and dragons dark alliance right now dungeons and dragons dark alliance got a relatively okay score user wise mm-hmm. the critical score for it was pretty low yeah and this was something that microsoft was promoting through marketing and a lot of people are like why do we want this like five out of ten game being promoted by microsoft why are they bringing us this stuff and that that tends to rub on the on the sheen of the game pass value at that point it's oh, like sure so with a game that was released in the state that it was like cyberpunk I, I don't know that that's something you want, really want to like, you know, shout from the rooftops that, Hey, it's on game pass. It's like, eh, yeah. it's, it's, well, that's Microsoft's decision. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, yeah. that's them saying yes or no to having this even on their platform. Um, platform being game pass, not Xbox. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, living in Epic in chat says, and you wouldn't consider that to be clickbait. I don't, I, I get what you're saying. clickbait isn't the right word. Um, a loss leader would maybe, but uh, yeah. I get what you're saying. Like clickbait is deceptive in marketing a thing that isn't truly accurate. Once you actually get into it, I, I get, I get the concept that you're, you're, I don't know that there's a, w- a word for that um, in this kind of space. Bait and switch. Bait and switch. Yeah. I guess that, that would Maybe. be a good thing. But it, again, it's not really a, it, you're, it's something showing up for free on the platform that you can try and then you play it as much as you want, as long as it's on. And if it's on there for months, you have plenty of time to play through the whole game and give your perspective. It's not like if you were to, if you were to set it up as here's where it would be a real bait and switch. This is a premiere. There's a word that, uh, I'm going to open up my Xbox app. There's a word that Xbox uses when it's just like a limited trial of a game and not the full game when it shows up on Xbox. Um, it's like a game preview game preview. If so, if you, if you called it a game preview and it only <laughs> went up through, through to the point where you get the chip, where you finish the, yeah. uh, you know, that part of the quest, um, that would be a bait and switch because the rest of the game is not like those first four hours, giving yeah. everybody the, the ability to get through the whole main game line, you know, story and do everything in the world that you currently can right now. I think that's giving them 
a full release without any DLC, which happens a lot. You know, like you play Vermintide 2, which I, I like to play on Xbox Game Pass, and it's it's the base game without any DLC, which is fine. Yeah. Like there's a lot of content there. That's that's fine. The DLC is better, in my opinion, but you have to pay for it. I think I think that the the difference is is I think that the 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 DLC for Cyberpunk would have to be like a whole new area or a whole new fleshed out area, like something big story wise to really warrant that. And I, and I just don't see them doing something like that. I don't know that what they plan to do for their first DLC is going to be big enough to really wow us. Uh, like if their second DLC came out and they wanted to put on game pass, I could see that because say they had two teams, one was working on, DLC one, one was working on DLC two, DLC two was planning on being bigger. So they had more time to develop it, but they just barely got to the point where the game is being released on PlayStation four. I don't know how long the team that's working on the DLCs really had to be able to, to work on that. Like who knows if they were working on bug fixes for the, for patches for the game and mm-hmm. then got to working on DLC. Right. Um, you know, if, if DLC update comes out in 2022 June and they've had a full year to work on it, then that would be a good time for them to be like, Hey, we're releasing this for anyone that owns it. If you want to play it on Xbox game pass, you can play it on Xbox game pass for free. And then the DLC will be discounted at 20%. uh, And and you can, you can buy the DLC and play it with the game pass version in the game pass uh, deal is going to be like a six month run or like a nine month run. Right, um, but right. it, it's just one of those things where it's, it's so hard for them to sell an update. If a lot of what comes in that update is going to be stuff that's quality of life. Cause at that point it's like, now you're charging to make the game better when it should have been in that state to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Um, okay. Yeah, we can talk. Man, we, you and I probably have lots of thoughts on <laughs> DLC stuff and other things. Uh, we could go on this f- with this forever. But, you know, it would be nice is we get like an update sometime in the, this month about what else is coming. Where is the and update? When can we get the expectations for it? That would be wonderful. <laughs> uh, so maybe we should save this because I have a feeling we'll probably get something soon. I'm not I'm hinting at something I know. I don't know. Uh, but they need to be messaging this because it's time to message again. Because I think people are wondering. So it would be nice to at least have an update. Even if the news is like, hey, guys, we were hoping to get something out this year. We're getting the upgrades for the new consoles out by holiday. And we'll get some DLC to you beginning of next year. Like, even if that's the news, that's fine. Just let us know so we can kind of know what to expect. That would be wonderful. Because, again, uh, and I've said this before, I would rather them delay, delay, delay until we get something freaking awesome than put out something that's not ready. So, but at least tell us that they're, that they're delaying it. Like, like I'm, I'm 100% for transparency in the game industry. This is what I love about rare. If something's not right, they will delay it, but then they will also let us know that they are delaying it. Uh, Only when they keep like really big secrets, do they, do they not tell anyone what's going on? But with cyberpunk a hundred percent, I feel like we really need to understand a better idea of how things are going with the updates for the next gen consoles, especially since they're now available on all uh, systems. Like we, we should really have a better understanding of where they're at with that game. Like what is going on with that game? The last time we got a, a good idea, like a good quality of life idea was like this, this last winter. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we're kind of due 
for uh, like a, like, Hey, let's have an all hands meeting with the community yeah. and be like, Hey, this is what's going on. Right. By the way, instead of posting weird statistics about how many people have shot this NPC in, yeah. you know, West <laughs> Westbrook or, you know, who knows stuff like that. Get rid of that. Let's, let's get some actual information going. Let's give the CM team something to actually promote. Yeah, I agree. Um, so yeah, give us an update. We'd love to hear it. Uh, people are even confusing things from posts. There was a whole confusion about like, Hey, this post is hinting at DLC stuff. And it was really just hinting at the patch that just came out. Like, <laughs> and then people got all confused about it. We're not going to go over it, but cause it's kind of passed at this point anyway, but yeah, it'd be nice to have an update. So, um, I'll tell you what, why don't we move into the middle of the show? We're going to thank our patrons. And then during the middle of the show, why don't we talk about some of the WitcherCon stuff that stood out to you and me and maybe some of the things going on at CDPR that were revealed because I think it's some really cool stuff. All right, we'll be right back. All right, it's the middle of the show, and this is where we get to thank our patrons. Thank you, patrons. You guys are awesome. I hope you enjoyed our recent patron uh, chat episode. I know we did. It was a lot of fun chatting with everybody. And thank you to everybody who is supporting us on patreon.com slash cyberpunk lorecast, all 18 of you. I would love if we could hit 20 by the end of the month and maybe even have some other new people join us for our patron episode at the end of this month that happens on sunday night the 25th so two more weeks away we'll have another another patron chat and let us know what you want to talk about you know we'd love to chat about what you guys think maybe even some dlc conversations coming out for that stuff so thank you to everybody if you sign up on patreon you can get ad free episodes a day early you get extended versions where you get to hear and i i will say this as humble as i can our absolutely hilarious banter before the show awkward pause um but there's <laughs> there's all, you'll get an extended like version of the show with with extra banter and all sorts of other things so go check that out and thank you to all of our patrons you guys are freaking amazing um you know the other thing i would really love uh for people who really want to help support the show logan and this isn't okay. this isn't a money thing this isn't like hey you sign up for a patron you know patreon you know, I have so much fun just like from a personal standpoint, uh, seeing the chat in the live show. I would love if we could hit like a milestone of like people who show up live to the show and watch on Twitch and join us in the chat, because th I mean, that's mostly why we do these shows anyways, the community. I mean, I've, I'm able to make this a full time thing now, which is completely amazing. But these shows were all started because I wanted to talk with the community about the things that we all nerd out about. So I would love if more of you guys would join us. Uh, we've got a lot of people following at twitch.tv slash robots radio that we do a lot of shows on, on that channel, you know, different times during the week, different nights, but we stream this show live every week at nine o'clock Eastern on Sunday nights. And those of you who make a point to join us live and check out the show, it's, it's always so much fun to see your stuff. And, you know, and we call it out when there's something really cool to share during the show, but I would love if we could hit like, I don't know, 30 concurrent, you know, live show viewers. I mean, our numbers for downloads are significantly higher than, say, 30 live show viewers. But even if we just hit like 30, that would be a wonderful milestone. I would love to have 30 people all hanging out talking about this stuff live. That would be amazing. So um, 
<laughs> Fobo says, you're going to go shill you on Twitter to get your numbers up. Thanks. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, but we really do enjoy the like the banter and the, the live activity that happens with this. So um, if you if, if you can make that happen and join join us live sometime, that would be amazing. We'd love to have you. So, Logan, did you get a chance to check out all of WitcherCon or did you just kind of check out some of it or, or see some of the announcements? What was your engagement with I, it? Uh, a lot of the stuff that I checked out, honestly, was regarding the actual show. Yeah, because uh, yeah. that was that was the stuff that I was in. In like I was watching it, and I was just like, "Oh God, can this show happen already?" I'm just so <laughs> I'm so ready to get more Witcher series. Uh, I tried to stay pretty pretty mum on on the other stuff. Mm. Um, so I did I did hear a little bit about uh like some of the um oh no actually I'm, I'm conflating two things i'm conflating the the uh dlc stuff that's coming for death stranding uh yeah. with the the actual game announcements and whatnot but um yeah i i i got deep on the uh the series i was i'm looking forward to all that god it's, it looks like it's going to be amazing i can't wait for siri to to kind of start getting into that witcher training stuff yeah because that's Oh man, that's the stuff that I, that I really enjoyed with the books. Um, she's going to start kicking ass. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see how that all kind of plays out. And also Jennifer, I want to know more about, you know, what her and Geralt's story is going to be. There was one, uh, there was one part of the actual trailer. I can't remember where it was. I'm trying to see if I can find it, but Siri was talking about, um, how she was how she felt like she could like burn the whole world down mm -hmm. and the look on Geralt's face is just like abject horror he's just like <laughs> right oh god yeah he's like he's like the one monster he can't slay <laughs> yeah yeah he's <laughs> like this is not i don't know if I, i'm comfortable with you talking talking like this that, that doesn't seem like a really good thing uh but yeah like the whole in in the whole kind of witcher uh uh, uh oh i'm blanking I, I just think of it like an academy but but I'm, I'm sure they probably have like the a school, better, the school of the, the wolf. school. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So I, oh man, I, I really want to see that. I just want to see a bunch of witchers together mm. and what that's like and, and have that all played out in something that's not like actually a video game. Cause it was cool when it was a video game, but it's all kind of like told to you as a, as a story and you're supposed to interact with it and then right. get, you know, the wild hunt appears and whatnot. And I'm like, okay, cool. Well, the games are after the actual story. The games are after the books and the show is based off of the books. So I thought they brought some of the game. They, in. Did they? Uh, no, so, okay. So there are things in the okay. game that happen that are uh, reflections of things that happen in the books or like retellings of other, like there are definitely things that happen in the game that happen in the yeah. books, but it's technically after the time period of the books. So, okay. um, yeah. So, uh, if you were to canonize everything that happens in the game, then it would be weird because some of those things are clearly pulled from stories in the books. But, yeah. uh, but yeah, the show is based on the books and the books are earlier than the events of the game. So, um, it would be, it would be weird if it got to the point that the game has games happen and then stories from the game start happening in the show. That would be, that would be really kind of odd and meta. Um, I'll have to talk to Toasty about this. So, uh, for those of you who don't know the Witcher lore cast, is another show that we've been doing we're three episodes in we just did the episode of the creation of witchers uh last week and we do that live on monday night so go ch go look up the witcher lorecast if you're into that stuff as well um 
but I'll have to talk to Chelsea about that stuff. But we're going yeah. over this stuff in depth tomorrow night. So if you guys want to hear our thoughts on all these things, um, I love the TV show. I love what they're doing with it. I love the different actors. All of the actors, I think, are stellar in their roles and they're just absolutely killing it. Um, I also liked seeing some of the conversations that the guys, um, the CDPR guys were having like the behind the scenes conversations about like writing storylines and like the, the things they went through in, in designing the game. Like that's always interesting. If you haven't checked out these videos, look look up the videos they're on YouTube. Um, then there's the Witcher, uh, mobile game that's coming out. That's kind of like Pokemon go, (laughs) but you're a freaking Witcher. So like, okay. So, Anybody who has played the Witcher games knows that each of the monsters has their own things that they do. And there's things that you need to do in order to combat them. So some monsters only come out at night, for example, and you have to have uh, a weapon with, say, this coating like Garrett will have like oils that he puts on his swords because it makes the weapons more deadly for specific monsters. Or he'll drink potions that, you know, increases reflexes or whatever because he's fighting a really fast monster these kinds of things right so imagine you're walking around and this this would be awesome to do in like dude i want to play i want to go find like out in the middle of nowhere like a forest with like an old cemetery or something and play this game in a cemetery with my friends for like a weekend or like a a camping trip a a camping trip with like a really cool like big place you could just walk around at at night you know safely like no bears and stuff but like safely right and then and then walk around and then find like maybe during the day you're like oh there's a a vampire in this part of the camp and then you have to wait until nightfall and go back to that location in order to hunt down that vampire which sounds tedious but also pretty freaking amazing if you can spend the time doing it um yeah uh, nope 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 <laughs> carry in chat says nope nope <laughs> i'd be really uh, yeah i'm really curious how they pull this off because like the the weird thing about pokemon go is, is that it, it's like pokemon are supposed to be everywhere you know they're just supposed to be like the animals in our world but in the you know like the kanto and stuff and uh region and whatnot and it's just but like we live with pokemon all the time with the witcher game it's weird because these are monsters that are not supposed to be like everywhere you know so i'm I'm so curious how they how they plan on doing this what if there's like a monster every day that shows up and there's like hints that allow you to find it and then you have Mm. to like do other things in order to draw it out and then kill it. Yeah. I would love to, I would love to see how the tracking, cause they're doing all the AR stuff for it. Mm-hmm. So I'm really curious, uh, like how, like, are you going to follow the tracks of it? Yeah. yeah. And, and are you going to try and find out like, where is it? Um, like how, how do you have to try and follow it down a trail? Uh, I mean, it's called, you know, it's called crimson trail. Uh, when I remember, um, but I'm just, I'm really curious, like, uh, you know, do you, do you set it up so that you can immediately follow down the path to see like how you're going to come up, uh, across different monsters? Like, you know, how are you going to deal with a Griffin if the Griffin's in the middle of a road? Uh, right. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's so strange. I have, I have a feeling there might be things that you can do that draw the monster to you. Or like, mm-hmm. I, I have a feeling they probably thought through all this stuff because they don't want it to be so inconvenient. That's impossible. Right. Yeah. Um, 
So it's called Monster Slayer, The Witcher Monster Slayer. It comes out on oh, okay. the 21st. So the date that this we're recording this is the then. 11th. So that's only 10 days from now. So we'll have our yeah. answers pretty soon. There are some videos you can watch. Um, it does look pretty cool. You know, there's combat where you're like, you know, swinging your sword at the monsters and that kind of thing. That's that's the thing that I like. That's the thing that I think is is better than the the actual like Pokemon Go. With Pokemon Go, you're just like throwing a Pokeball and stuff. This one, you actually have kind of like that Infinity Blade kind mm-hmm. of uh combat and stuff and then i think that's the thing that's kind of cool is you actually get to have something that's more immersive than just you know like oh my you know is is Geralt gonna throw a pokeball to catch this monster it's like no you actually have to fight it you actually have to put it would be really dumb and weird and, you just and cast stuff, a sign yeah. and then boop it's caught yeah <laughs> and, and then, then you so throw dumb. your sword at it, <laughs> it does. yeah so <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming that they'll probably have things like you have to follow the trail of bodies and that would yeah. be really kind of cool. A bunch of bodies of like animals and stuff you have to follow. And you do have to kind of like on the screen, you have to have do the actual um, uh, sign for, for art or something, you know, in, in on the actual screen. And then that puts up a protection for your fire spell, you know, and have that ability that, that seems a lot more engaging to me than just what Pokemon go does. So that's, that's the part that excites me is, is just the interactivity of it. Yeah, so we'll have to wait uh, only about 10 days, a week and a half, and then we'll find out and that'll be awesome. So um, yeah. so that's coming out. Uh, there's a there's a Witcher um, cartoon, well, cartoon anime movie. I believe it's a movie yeah. about, I about that. I think it's about Vesemir, who's uh, if, if you don't if you're not familiar with the Witcher is the guy who trained Geralt. He's kind of like a surrogate father to Geralt, the main character. Um, so that looks cool. Uh, there's there's just a lot of other stuff, and then also a reminder that they're still working on more content. So CD Pro, PG, CD Project Red, CDPG, that's not it. Um, <laughs> are working on more Witcher content along with Cyberpunk content. So that's awesome too. So, um, but we'll be going into more detail about this tomorrow night. So if you're interested, check out the Witcher Lorecast that's coming up. And what do you say we go on and talk about this really early version of the game that's on everybody's disc right now that you could try out. Yeah. All right, here we go. Hey, Guardians. We are the Destiny Show Podcast, a weekly podcast about all things Destiny 2. We invite amazing guests from the Destiny community to share their stories and discuss the latest topics from the world of Destiny. Check us out on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, or live on Twitch every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. We will see you, Starside. All right, so this video just came up recently, um, and let me, uh, let me read you some of the details on this. Uh, I'm looking at the wrong article. Here we go. Um, YouTuber. <laughs> so YouTuber Tyler McVicker. And this article is from Screen Rant, which for some reason does really good video game articles. And even though they're called Screen Rant. Uh, so Tyler McVicker deleted all the patches and updates from Cyberpunk 2077 and disconnected his console from the internet. By doing this, he was able to play the game that was installed onto the discs when CD Projekt Red went gold. Gold is when they put, basically say, okay, this version of the game is good enough to ship. Here we go. 
In doing so, he found content that was removed and saw just how abundant the bugs and issues were. Although Cyberpunk 2077 received a day one patch, it was not enough to fix the issues that plagued the game on release. So Cyberpunk 2077 was released in December. As you guys know, it was pushed back multiple times. And the um, uh, Tyler in the video explains that the game that is loaded onto the physical disc copy of Cyberpunk 2077 is the version of the game from September 2020. Not November, not December, September, not October, September, making it older than the game was when it was available at release. This is known as the gold copy of the game. When he uninstalled the patches and updates and disconnected his console from the Internet, all of these things is just so you guys know, the reason why they repeat these things so much in these articles is for SEO reasons. But. Google gets smarter. You're going to figure it out. Um, his con when he disconnected console, it did not update. He was able to play the beta version of Cyberpunk 2077 when it was as it was unfinished, full of bugs. So one big takeaway from Mick Vickers video is the quality of life aspects that were cut. So here's just a few of them. There's others that he talks about in the video, and, and we'll discuss some of those, too. So all of the vendors that seemed like they should sell things do what? Let's put let's put that back in. Players can inspect every 3D object in their inventory. What? <laughs> and you should watch the video for this. Just look up. Um, I played a pre-release beta of Cyberpunk. This is the name of the video or just uh, Mick Vicker Cyberpunk. We'll probably get this video because it's it's very popular right now. Um, so, yeah. So if you're looking at, say, a gun in your inventory, you can go to a view where it just pulls up the gun and it moves it or you can move it around. Uh, uh, living uh, search engine optimization. That's what SEO is. Um, and then the map is in full 3D and takes uh, account of vertical travel. So, and remember this? We saw this in the previews. Yeah. This was something like this time last year in the summer, we saw this in the previews. They showed the map. They showed like clicking at the top of a building and the little line that goes to the bottom of the building and then goes up to the floor that you're supposed to go into in the building. Holy crap. That would have been awesome. I mean, how many times have you looked at the map and gone, I wish I could kind of tilt it to tell where I'm supposed to go in the building. Yeah. It's, it's weird that they, that they didn't, I have so many questions about these. Uh, I, it's clear that there were a lot of changes that got brought in. Some of them were good. Some of them were bad. Obviously things like the, the brain dance lights being changed because they call, they, they caused, uh, uh, um, epilepsy. Oh, yeah. Epilepsy. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. Brain was stopping me there. Uh, and, but you know, with something like with the map, the map doesn't make sense. Like, was that really such a big burden on the system? Like that was something where they just, they, they noticed how much it was, uh, taking for people to go in and out of it. So they cut it out, but or it was too so many buggy. Maybe it was too buggy. Oh, you know, I didn't take that into account. That's true. Yeah. So I could see that. That's the other thing that this version shows clearly because it was a version from September. It's just how many bugs were in the system on this version that somehow went gold and they were able to get approved for the consoles, including Sony at the time. And there's so when you talk to a character like let's, you, you get a, a call from T-Bug in the beginning of the game and you're going on that, you know, the quest to Arasaka and she shows up in that little portrait right and you can see her and she's talking to you and she's moving around right well all of those don't work great sometimes they don't even render correctly sometimes they're just stuck in these like positions where they're like in this awkward leaning just kind of looking yeah. up in the air you know like that was really weird that stuff wasn't working um 
there's a, there's just a bunch of other systems in there which weren't complete and yet they still pushed it out in september and it was in such a weird state um is there anything else that struck you from watching this a lot of it was just the just the the atmosphere of the game um it was it's a shame that so much of it was still so buggy to the point where like things were crashing but yeah when when you when you see that there's things in the game that it seems like it should make sense like we've talked about this so many times that it's probably a meme at this point but locked doors i, I want to try this version of the game just to go in and see like how many of those doors were actually locked yeah. And, and if you open them, like, was there anything in there? Cause I could totally see them like, Hey, day one patch, you know, you install the game, you play it. They locked a lot of doors. Cause a lot of that stuff wasn't complete. And the easiest thing for them to do was just to, you know, lock the doors. And as you know, is, is there actually content that's behind those doors? Cause if you, if you use a mod, like on the PC version, you can get into those areas, but a lot of those areas are completely devoid of anything that's going on. And it makes me wonder if this gold copy actually had stuff behind those doors. And it's just one of those things where because the patch came in, it deleted everything and they locked the door to make it easier on the game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I really, I really am curious about that. Um, well, Mick Vicker, a- um, to follow up on that real quick before you, you mm-hmm. talk about something else, Mick Vicker puts out a call at the end of the video to join him on his discord and for other people to do this as well, because Clearly, there's a ton of content in the game, but he wants to put together a list of like all the things that are different. So if you're interested in doing this, you could totally load this up, disconnect your console from the Internet and then try those doors and see, like, do any of them open that, you know, are locked. Um, So if you want to be part of this community that's digging into this stuff, I would love to hear some feedback about this as well. I'm sure he's going to do a follow up video like this is this is his baby. I'm not going to go do this, too. But I would love to see the update from that video. And I'd love to hear any of your you guys' thoughts if you try this out. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Like, unfortunately, the two copies that I have, one's a digital copy that I got when I bought my Xbox One X limited edition. So I have to have the internet on to verify the purchase before I can play that. And then the other copy is the already patched version for PC. And I don't have Mm -hmm. a physical copy of that. So literally I would either have to uh, buy the Xbox version or the PS4 version to be able to test this out. But well, you're in luck because it's on sale. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) That's a fair point. Yeah. Um, I'm still waiting. Yeah. I'm still waiting for that price drop a little bit more though. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm really curious. Some of the things that really, uh, didn't surprise me were things like he was talking about how a lot of the, the heavy weapons were separated from light weapons, you know, like when you have different ammo types and stuff like that, or, uh, like the, uh, the icons for cosmetics and stuff, um, were not like either aligned properly or not there at all. Uh, really interesting stuff where it's just like, there was, there was a lot of polish that went into the game post gold and you can tell i mean we knew kind of going in that when they delayed it from november to december that we knew that something was up and i think that was just them finalizing the last few qa patches uh that they could to make sure that the the day one patch was going to be enough to cover some of the most critical bugs but or Man, maybe the just... things that they promised to the the console companies, like maybe they put out that gold version for certification and then said, oh, yeah, this will be fixed. This will be fixed. This will be fixed by release date. Mm, and yeah. they were just like, 
All right. Well, that's three months from now. That's fine. Okay. And then that that, that might explain why Sony felt so butthurt about it is that they were like, we trusted you to fix all this stuff. And you didn't. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah, I could definitely see that that's one of the main reasons why they... I, I think that coupled with uh, CDPR's approach of, of contacting the the console uh, manufacturer for the for the refunds was mm-hmm. kind of like a like yeah maybe not put it on them you know that's maybe that's maybe that's not their their thing to have to try and maybe you should offer a refund uh, yeah. and then work it out with Sony I ah man it's so strange um to to think about going back to, to trying this version because i do remember the ver- the first version we had the day one patch did it did help the game but it didn't make the game in the state that it's in now i i am very curious to try out this this version that's from like september october where the game went gold and, and whatever's printed on the disc is the the old and busted version uh I, i'm curious to see how my ps4 would handle it uh just yeah. based on how much we've done that's a good question um so the other some of the other stuff that was changed is uh, the sound effects for moving around the menu, I believe, are different, which is an interesting mm. change. Um, another one that I think is really interesting is the uh, the upgrade trees are laid out differently. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They yeah. had the whole the whole talent. Some talents aren't even in the game. Some talents are rearranged like it, it's so weird, like. That sounds like that a does, really weird last minute change, doesn't it? Like that's a that's a huge balance question right there. Like is you know we talked. It's ironic because we've just on the last uh, patron episode, the conversation came up about how the game was so easy to beat at the very end when it was so hard to begin with, and how it doesn't feel like things are balanced, and it feels like there's there's been a lot a lot of changes going on with the talent trees that you'd think those of anything should have been locked down first when mm-hmm. they knew what the combat was going to be. They knew what the gameplay was going to be. They had the numbers and they're just like, make it easier, make it easier. People are going to have a hard time playing with this. Just make it so that they can beat the game and, ha- and, and get through it. Cause if they don't feel powerful, they're going to hate it even more. And I'm like, yeah, if you don't balance your talents, I could totally see why that's a, that's an issue. Yeah, that's so strange. Yeah, they're like, well, let's move them over here and let's move this over here. And then they just kind of were like, OK, good enough. Um, yeah. And, it, you know, with all the focus on, you know, getting rid of bugs, I can see why they still haven't rebalanced talents or, you know, gun damage or any of that stuff, because it's it's not of primary importance. That's a secondary thing. That's and that's something as as we know with every game, that's something that you can just balance till the end of time. Like, yeah, there are so many variables in all of those things. And I think this is a thing that a lot of people don't think about, but it's just the sheer number of variables between like all the different types of weapons, the different kinds of even not just types of weapons from like, you know, a, a rifle to a pistol to a katana, but different uh, ways that weapons work, you know, power weapons, smart weapons, all of that stuff. Then you have the different perk trees and there's a bunch of them, the percentage bonuses or whatever to all of those things, the way even uh, distance, you know, damage fall off, um, potentially armor, if that's a thing that some enemies have and some enemies don't, I don't know. Um, But like all of that stuff creates so many variables and that's a full time job for like a, a section of the team to be tweaking that stuff over time. So, oh, yeah. I mean, I can clearly see why that's not a major important thing as long as it's, you know, I, and if anything, maybe they cited on making it too easy so people get to just like get through it. 
rather than, yeah. you know, oh, heck, I'm 20 hours in and I'm getting close to the end of the game. But man, I'm running up against the wall. These enemies are so hard. You don't really want that. Yeah, especially if your game is prone to crashes or bugs, things not registering. One of the easier ways to make that less painful is to to give you godlike powers and just make it easier for you to get through the game. So I, I could totally see it. I am I am very curious. I'm probably going to jump in and go through all of the different trees and record all of the percentages, like just grab a video and start recording and try and capture all the video uh, talents, the names, the percentages, see if I can get a, a record of what we have currently in the game. Because I'm very curious if there's going to be any kind of undocumented changes that come with like the, the next patch or the next update mm-hmm. and see if they try and do any kind of balancing. Because if they don't, that kind of speaks to me that they don't really care how hard the game is late game uh, when when people start to go playing through it. Like if they actually go in and do changes, it says to me that they care about the balance of the game mm-hmm. and they want people to have a very even keeled uh, experience with it. And if they don't change anything, that's going to feel bad because it's it's clear based on you know people that have been playing it post post patches and people that were playing it day one. The game is just too easy at the end. And unless you go in and actually up the difficulty midway, you're you're just going to blow through everything. It's not going to be as as challenging of an experience as some people actually want uh without having to feel like they have to bump up the the actual difficulty level at that point right and that's an easy answer from a developer well if it's too easy just make it harder and it's like well it wasn't too easy 10 hours ago yeah and yeah i didn't really just min max my character like it's one thing if you've played the game a ton or you've read a lot of guides online and you've you've followed like the path of a, of a character build to min max a character well yeah chances are you're gonna get to a point where the game just feels really easy you know like i just watched an entire week of speedrunners on games done quick and they they almost uh raised three million dollars this week for charity which is amazing if you guys haven't never watched games done quick go go watch it um i don't think they played cyberpunk which i was hoping they would but this the concept is like if you can min max your character in certain ways for some of these games then certain things become really easy because you're able to just blow through them right and yeah maybe that's a balanced thing but for the majority of players especially your first time through the game you're just kind of picking the talents that you think are good that go towards the thing that you're currently doing or the weapon you're currently using or like maybe what kind of character you want to be and you know it should just kind of be a fair balanced kind of thing you know but yeah the, the idea that like the difficulty of the game just slopes steeply down and after about 15 20 hours every you know you just shoot everything and it dies is a little yeah. bit you know that's eh, it's probably not really optimal yeah i'm taking a look on youtube right now just to kind of talk about uh or just to kind of check and see like guides and stuff for talent builds there hasn't been anything for the last five months yeah. for people, you know, coming up with unique builds. Like they've, they've basically, they went in, they found, you know, the, the top 10 builds that you can go for cyberpunk. And those, those videos have not been updated since I've noticed so, an increase in people looking up my, I did talent build videos back in December and people have been looking those up again which mm, makes sense with yeah. more people playing on PlayStation now, but it also makes yeah. sense on the fact that like, it's not that complex. Like the same builds that work in December work now. And 
it doesn't make sense to make a new video for, you know, like, hey, I want to run and gun stuff. OK, here's your John Wick build. You know, hey, I want to hack yeah. everything. Like I made like a Sombra build because I was using character concepts from other games that people would recognize. You know, like here's a, here's a hacker. Plus, you get enough points that you could be like, OK, I'm a hacker and I've got a machine gun. <laughs> you know, like you could do both. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's the key is is if they come up with an update, I think they really ought to reveal what that bottom uh, talent perk is the relic one that we can't access, uh, and really add in some flavor and some diversity to the builds that we have currently. Cause it feels like everyone pretty much has the build that they want mm-hmm. and they're going to go with that build. Um, and they might try something different, but if they feel comfortable with what they've got, they're probably going to, to stick with that if they jump back in for DLC. Whereas I think first off new game plus that needs to be a must. Uh, they need to really balance out the difficulty and they need to offer new, uh, new attributes and new perks for folks to kind of play around with and really balance out those trees, make sure that those trees feel, uh, uh, even across the board, depending on how you do and not having like a cold blood build, which just completely wrecks the game and makes it pointless for toasty to want to jump back in. Right. right. Um, I would also love and this is, of course, on my list of things. And I've mentioned this before because it it has to do with the cops as well. But improved AI for enemies in general. Like, yeah, if you run into a gang, if you're driving down the road and you're like, boop, boop, there's a gang over here causing a problem and you pull off the road and drive through them with your car. I want them to hop on their motorcycles and hunt you down. Cause that's what oh, that yeah. gang would do. Right. Like they're not just going to be like, ah, they, they rode, they drove over Larry. Oh, well, you know, no, the gang's going to be like that MF and they're going to hop on their motorcycles and they're going to track you down. They're going to blow up your tires. They're going to crash you into a building and then they're going to chop your head off. Like, or at least they're going to try yeah. to, you know, you know, it's, you know, it's really funny. Um, I was playing the other day and I, I shot a civilian on accident. And I was like, all right, let's just see how bad this gets. So I waited for the cops to show up. <laughs> I shot the cops and I started And this is, this was with my street kit who has over 130 hours. I've got a really, really high upgraded pistol. Like I, I just melt things really quickly. So I, I, sur- I could survive quite a while and I, I lasted a long time, but at one point, finally, there was just this drone that just spawned in and just insta killed me. Uh-huh. And I'm like, that's not fun. That's not fun. Yeah. In the same. And, and when I respawned, I went back to that area. I hijacked a cop car and I drove that cop car around the freeway in circles, like around the city uh-huh. for like a good half hour with the lights on, just like whoop, whoop, going all the way around <laughs> and nothing happened. Yeah. And I'm like, what is going on? I can jack a, I can jack a police car and run around the city doing absolutely whatever I want. I kill one citizen and I defend myself from the cops and I get insta nuked by a drone. And I'm like, that seems weird. That seems like a, uh, like a weird, like no one's going to care about this car, but you know, God forbid I try and keep myself from dying from a bunch of cops shooting on site after Mm -hmm. a report comes in that I killed a civilian. Did I actually kill that civilian? They didn't know, nor could they have ever have like figured it out because they instantly started shooting me and I instantly started shooting them. And it's like, well, it's because they can't chase you. They can't chase you. You're riding around in the car. You kill somebody, you break somebody's property. You do anything that would be quote illegal and they can't, they can't chase you. So there's no, it doesn't make sense for them to program in 
you know, some sort of response. Uh, and Firewriter, thank you for the raid. Welcome, everybody. How's it going, Fire? Welcome, everyone. Welcome. We're thank complaining so about how Skynet isn't uh, a thing in Cyberpunk, and we really <laughs> want Terminators to come hunt us down. Yes, that's right. The world would be better <laughs> if Terminators hunted us down. Hey, Jess, Jessica Starr's here. You guys are now uh, going yeah. to be mentioned on the podcast. Congratulations. Um, so that's uh, that's kind of the sum of all the things that were really mentioned during the video. But you guys can go check that out. Um, also, I also don't have a physical disc version of the game, so I can't load that in to try it myself either. Um, but like I said, they're on sale. If you want to go pick that up, if that's not something you have and you want to do some research and play a really broken version of Cyberpunk, then go do that. Let us know what you find. Heck, even take some video. I want to see some wacky, wacky video. One of the best things that um, this uh, the YouTuber and I'm going to mention his name again because um, it's 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 worth going. I've mentioned this enough. Tyler <laughs> McVicker. You should go go check out his channel. If you like it, subscribe to all that kind of stuff because he's a popular guy because because this is cool. Like this is a cool article, especially when we haven't had that much cyberpunk news lately. It's cool to kind of do some detective work and check this stuff out if at, towards the end of his video. There's the scene. And most of you who have played the game will know it where you're uh, escaping from a big event and these guys are trying to hunt you down and they have the mantis blades and they're jumping through the air on their motorcycles and they land on your car and they're like trying to tear you out of the car. Right. Totally epic scene. Loved it. I took screenshots while it was happening because I was like, holy crap, this is super badass. Um, yeah, those dudes, those dudes, T poses, <laughs> just float through the air, T posing like Whoop, land on the front of your car, T-posing, fall off the back of your car, or like get stuck in the front bumper, I think it is what happens in his video. Yeah. Still T-posing, facing the wrong direction, <laughs> like shooting at you somehow in a T-pose. Um, yeah, totally broken. Super janky, but yeah. Oh, man. I'm definitely going to, I'm probably going to pick up, I don't know when, because I just dropped a whole bunch of money on a whole bunch of stuff that I really probably shouldn't have dropped money on. But I like pirates and I like Funko Pops and I'm I'm gonna play Skyward Sword even though I don't need to. Oh no. Uh, yeah, but I I will probably see if I can still get a good deal on a PS4 copy uh and play it so that I can report back here and see if there's anything weird that I can find going through that version because it just sounds it sounds hilarious to me, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. So let us know if you if you do any of that stuff. Robots Radio Discord is the place to do it. Uh, come let us know. And um, I think that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, oh, I did need to mention, though, guys, next week, Logan and I will be is review the right word. We will be discussing Blade Runner. What is it? 30 years now since release ish. 40. Oh, God. 40 years. Yeah. Oh, my God. 40 yeah. it came out in the early 80s it's 40 years after release um because this game was so instrumental in the cyberpunk genre and a lot of the things that happen in cyberpunk 2077 are references to blade runner and the movie is a classic a lot of people really love it it's one of their favorites but it also has aged i mean this is a 40 year old film at this point so we're going to be discussing that next week and um I think you guys will be interested to hear some of our perspectives. I got some interesting things to say. Logan says that he has the whole thing just like memorized. He just plays it in his head while he's at work. Just like repeating. I really, I really do. 
when I'm when I'm sitting there thinking, I just think about like scene to scene and like what happens, and I can I can recall like all the different. Uh, yeah, I, I basically whenever I think about this movie, I 80, instantly. Oh my god! I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I just looked up the date. Oh yeah, it's eighty two. June twenty fifth, eighty two. Thirty nine. Yeah. It was just turned thirty nine. Yeah. So did I. It came out like two weeks before before I was born. It oh was, my it's god! Insane. Oh my it god! It is barely older than me at this point. Yeah, I'm older than this movie, but only a little bit. Not by much. Not yeah, by much. Not, not too much. Um, we're basically Blade. We're gonna be we're gonna be talking about a, a movie that is as old as we are from a now perspective. Yeah. In relation to like cyberpunk and stuff, but yeah, yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to this. This was a movie that really impacted my perspective on film and like science fiction and stuff things like this and uh alien really stuck with me growing up mm-hmm. um maybe the last starfighter and uh enemy mine but those are less cyberpunk yeah yeah that was random got it yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right well hey uh why don't we wrap it up do you have anything cool going on to share before we head out uh if you guys are into sea of thieves or you're curious about sea of thieves or maybe just like pirates of the caribbean um uh, my keel hauled podcast is coming up with a new episode this week uh it is a continuation of the episode that i had last week and we're going to be diving into our thoughts and feelings and lore uh for all of the tall tales that just came out for a pirate's life uh, which is the free update for sea of thieves so if you have game pass uh, and you want to try out Sea of Thieves and you're not sure how these are going to go, uh, if you're okay with spoilers, that's going to be, it's it's like a three hour long podcast. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and and that was after everything that we cut too. So that's going on. If you guys want to talk to me about Blade Runner though, uh, hit me up on Twitter, C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N. Um, I love me some Blade Runner stuff. In fact, no, I don't or have it right here. It's in the <laughs> other room. Oh, but I have Blade Runner stuff. I just don't have it with me right now. All right. I thought you were going to be, <laughs> I thought you're going to reveal something else too. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I was like, what? what? Another big reveal. So yeah, cool. Cool stuff. I'll have to check out that episode. Um, I haven't finished all the new quests for Sea of Thieves. I need to do that. Oh God. They're so good. Yeah. I'm, so uh, good. I got through the first two tall tales. I've got three more to do. Um, the third one you'll like. That's what I've heard. I think you mentioned that last time I mentioned that I didn't finish it. My son was out of town. I've been playing through it with him. He went to visit with his grandparents. And so I, oh, I've been waiting yeah. to do it with him. Um, yeah. But he's back. So we should probably, we don't have an excuse now. Although my daughter's coming to visit. Uh, for those of you who know Lainey from the Fallout Lorecast, my co-host on yeah. Fallout Lorecast, she's my daughter. It's her birthday this week and she's coming to visit tomorrow. Oh, nice. So we're going to be hanging out. So who knows? Maybe I'll be busy with that stuff. We'll see. Maybe I can convince her to play it with us. <laughs> I think I probably can. Yeah, mm, maybe it's, we'll it's the it. most it is the most Disney of all the tall tales. Oh, yeah. So you could jump into that. And and like if you, I would say it's the most Pirates of the Caribbean and Pirates of the Caribbean ride tall tale out of all of them. So if you had to do one with people that did, that know nothing about Sea of Thieves, mm. that's the safest bet. Maybe I'll get her game pass for her her birthday also. Mm. At least a month or something. I think I can still get three months for a dollar. So Maybe I'll do that for you. Yeah. Don't tell her she doesn't listen to the show. I don't think Laney don't don't ruin your, your present. Don't listen to this show. Um, well, cool, man. I uh, let's see. I've got uh, we've got the Mass Effect Lorecast coming up next. We're talking about the Elcor 
who are going to be very exciting to talk about. <laughs> and uh, tomorrow we've got the Witcher lore cast. So if you want more of our info about the WitcherCon stuff and our thoughts on that. And Toasty has been doing some detective work about the trailers and some of the things hinted at the trailers. Like, did you notice on the logo when the Witcher letters turn at the end, there are runes on the sides of the letters? Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, that's interesting. It up. I bet Toasty Toasty has like a whole cork board behind him with like, you know, strings and papers and things. He's 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 going all mad scientist. No, I want to know what it means. Yeah, I know, right? Well, he's been deciphering some of the some of the stuff that's been showing up. It's like Elvish or something for who knows what winter and that kind of stuff. Uh, so we'll be talking about that stuff tomorrow night. And um, also tomorrow night is the Xbox Game Pass show where we're talking about all sorts of cool stuff, all the new games that we've been trying out for Xbox Game Pass. And you don't have to be an Xbox Game Pass like member to enjoy the show because a lot of these games are available everywhere. They just happen to also be on Xbox Game Pass. So you're welcome to come join us and even join our group on Discord, the uh, Game Pass gang, while we play some of these games. So tune in for that stuff, including Sea of Thieves. So awesome stuff coming up. All right, everybody, thank you for tuning in. In about 15 minutes, I will be back with the Mass Effect Lorecast. And until next time, stay safe in Night City. We'll see you in the future or in the past, in Blade Runner's past future, however that works. See you next week. Bye, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the Cyberpunk Lorecast. This show is a part of the Robots Radio Network, smart podcasts for interesting people. If you'd like to help support the show, please tell a friend and leave a five-star review on iTunes. If you'd like to get in contact, please send an email to cyberpunklorecast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at cyberpunklore. Also, join the community on the Robots Radio Discord. The link is in the show notes. The music on the show was written and performed by The Midnight and was used with their permission. Go check them out at themidnightofficial.com. Until next time, stay safe in Night City. We'll talk to you later. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Are you an avid player of the Elder Scrolls Online and looking to take your game to that next level? Well, the Red Diamond Courier Podcast is here to help. I'm Bob Chichinsky. And I'm Dogbark24. We are two experienced players aiming to help others learn and improve through in-game knowledge and references. From PvE. To PvP. And everything in between. There's sure to be something for you in the Red Diamond Courier. We, we hope, hope you, you check, check us, us out. out. Thanks. Hey, I'm Pylon. And I'm Doc. And if you've ever played an Elder Scrolls game, you've probably used UESP.net to help you find information about a quest, dive deeper into lore, or really learn anything about the Elder Scrolls. But did you know we have a podcast too? Every week we bring you the latest in Elder Scrolls news, dig deeper into topics surrounding the game, and have a ton of fun while doing it. You can find us on your favorite podcatcher by searching the unofficial Elder Scrolls podcast. Can't wait to see you all there.
Hello, Vault Dwellers. Join me, Jax's sassy lady Romer, Eric, and the creator, Maverick, as we take topics from the Fallout universe and discuss them with other diverse individuals. We can be found wherever you listen to your podcast. You can follow us on YouTube. You can also find us on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it using at FalloutRTD. You can send us an email using FalloutRTD at gmail.com. Join us. The conversation has already started.